Okay, so you know what? I want the first question I want to ask you is about Lou Pamonti. How did you guys meet? Oh, well, I have known Lou since he was playing with uh, Ian Thomas. Oh, the Boomers. Yeah. I think that's when I met Lou, and uh, because I knew Ian. Right. And uh, then Lou played on a record of mine. Uh, just a one or two songs about four records ago. Because he's such a monster. He is. He's an amazing player and an amazing arranger. Yes. Yeah. And he was the guy, <coughs> excuse me, who suggested um, that we uh, do this record with an orchestra. Yeah, and he found somebody in Prague that would you guys could afford. And yeah. 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 So, but okay. So, what do you remember about first meeting him? About first meeting him? Yeah. Just he was very funny. Yeah. Very funny and full of energy and uh, a great player. Yeah. You know, and easy to... Because it was in a... When I first met him, it was in the studio, so... Yeah. You know, you have the, all that work to do, but he always kept it going and kept it light, and there was no BS, you know? Yeah. And then you guys... And you're taking this show on the road, and Lou is playing for you, right? Yes. So, like, what's it like in the green room? What kind of stuff do you guys talk about? I can't tell you that. <laughs> well, what kind of music? Okay, so if, if you guys were in the car and you're driving here together from Toronto, what, uh, what do you think you'd be listening to on the radio? Uh, maybe nothing. We'd probably be talking. Yes, of course. Probably be talking because we get enough music uh, at night. So, unless there's something uh, that we want to, that we specifically got has blown our minds in the. Uh, you know, in the last week or something, or the last ten days. Yeah. Like I, did, I, I discovered this great record um, called. Um, uh, it's produced by Billy Childs, and it's. Called, oh, I love Billy Childs. Yes. Is it? Is it the new? It was it the Laura Nero yeah. album? Isn't it beautiful? I that was my that was the very first year I started my radio show. Ridiculous. It's beautiful. Isn't and it? I, yeah, it's and the the last Stunning. one he did Rebirth. Oh, I haven't heard that. It's really good too. It's more traditional. Yeah. But yeah, that Laura Nero album is fantastic. What's it called? Path to the oh, Road Path to the Road to Treasure. Yeah. Path the, to the Treasure. Yeah. It's named after one of her tunes. Oh, yeah. Which stunning. one's your favorite one on that? I'm curious. Um, well, they're all kind of good. They're all kind of good, and uh, I, I like um, I like the one that um, Ricky Lee Jones does. I think she does an incredible. Yeah, she's kind of like sings my, she's the, my girl uh, crush. Oh yeah, God, is she good? <laughs> she's and she's still good. She's still good. When she was signed to Warner Brothers, I was at Warner Brothers in in Burbank on the label, and when they signed her, and I heard her demos, I thought. I'm done. So you heard the demos of the first album? Yeah. When she was dating Tom Waits still? Yeah. yeah. Really? You were you heard those? Yeah. Oh, I'm jealous. Yeah. And I heard the first recordings, like unmixed. and Wow. And I thought, oh my God, is she good. And the writing is so... I love the song Company. Yeah. Do you know the story about Company? No. She actually wrote that for Frank Sinatra. Really? And she desperately wanted him to get it <clears throat> and um i guess it, it finally made it to him and her agent wouldn't let her know what he said because it wasn't very favorable and oh, really? i think he missed the boat because that's such a great song Whew. 
Isn't that something? Yeah. She's a absolutely brilliant. Yes. Absolutely brilliant. She is absolutely brilliant. As was Laura Nero. Yes, both of them. Can you imagine? So, so you picked, okay, so I, I'm looking at the tunes that you picked for this album. Mm-hmm. So you've got like Legrand's Calling You, and you've got Hokey Carmichael on there. Mm-hmm. Do you think you're more like, as a writer and as a person, do you think you're more a Hoagie Carmichael or do you think you're more a Ma- Michelle Legrand? Hoagie. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. But why do you think? Well, because uh, they just resonate, the lyrics resonate or the music is the, the the lyrics are always sort of um a reflection of the melody and and and, and so they should be um and i just uh, i just think uh Hoagie's cooler and he's really cool isn't he, <laughs> he really did is. you ever hear the album with him singing his own tunes i have heard him sing there's a whole album it's called Hoagie sings carmichael oh really yeah it's great yeah, well, I've heard uh, it's probably from that record. I've heard it on the because when, on the radio. When I hear you sing and you're at the piano, that's what it that reminds me a lot mm. of you. He was a um, he was going to be a lawyer, you know. Really, a trained. Yeah, he went to law school. Were you always going to be a musician? I, you know, I grew up and my dad was a singer, so no kid wants to do what their parents do in a way. So right. there's always a little piece of me that wanted to do something different. So I thought maybe I'll do film. Oh. Because I love uh, I love film. And I'm, I'm dyslexic. And so film really speaks to me because mm-hmm. I don't have to read it. And um, so I, uh, I, I actually went to Brock University for film for two years. And <laughs> Brock University in St. Catharines had a tower which was the library, and on the very top was the library. And I would sit up there, and I could see Toronto across the lake, and I'd go, Jesus, every one of my friends is playing music, and I'm in the library. (laughs) So it lasted about a year and a half, and then I went back and joined a band. That's crazy. Yeah. So... The movie Baghdad Cafe, it's a fantastic... Have you, yeah. You, I'm sure you've seen yeah. it. And that song's beautiful, isn't oh. it? Why did it have to be on your album? Why was why did it make the cut and not something else? Just because it's mysterious. And uh, the other thing was uh, Misha Bruger-Gossman sang oh, I on know. it. And holy smokes. But was that ever beautiful? She just finished it off. Like, it just... I mean, you sound great on it, but she's just like the, you know, she's the rosettes on the cake. I'm telling you. And she wasn't even, she was in Banff, and we just phoned her. She did it over the phone, like we tied the line together at the two studios, and she just did it. And the moment she opened her mouth, we just went home. It's like a Lisa Lisa Fisher yes. kind of um, treatment. That's yeah. the way she handles it. I really, oh. it was really nice. So many, uh, so such nuanced kind of sound. And just great, just great. Yeah. Oh, and then speaking of Lisa Fisher, I mean, you you have a Rolling Stones song on here. You're doing yeah. Wild Horses, which is I love that song. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful, song. beautiful song. It actually is. 
me. We, we tried to sort of deconstruct everything a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, make it, take it, strip it back and then re, rebuild it. And, and um, it's just a simple song and it's a beautiful song and it's about something and, and uh, I've always loved it. So I, I, I just did songs that I loved, you know, and uh, I, my thought is that if I love them, somebody else will love them too. Well, I certainly like this. I like I like the ones you chose. Thank you. They're all songs that I really like, and I like two that you wrote as well. Thank you. What does your daughter feel like about you <laughs> writing a song about heartbreak for well, her? <laughs> she went. She told me. She said, "You know what? He didn't break my heart at all. <laughs> I broke his heart." But anyway. you raised a tough kid. Yeah, she she knows. She's like her mother. She knows. Um, she, you know, she's right on top of that part of her life, that's for sure. And she's married now. Yeah. Anyway. So. If um, if you were going to write a song about her now, what would it be called? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't say. <laughs> but um, she is doing uh, writing beautiful songs. She lives in Nashville with um, Liam Titcomb, who's her husband. and He's another brilliant musician. Brilliant. And uh, so the two of them uh, are writing and just doing music, you know. So how do you think, what do you think your dad would think about? Oh, he'd lose his mind. <laughs> he would just love it. Yeah. Did you ever sing with him when you were young? Or were you intimidated by him? No. I always wanted to. But he, I always wanted to sing with him, but he... Something happened to uh, his vocal cords. He had a little operation, and they messed up. So I never did. It's hard to talk about parents sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, I know. I came from a family that wasn't very interested in me being a musician at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, my dad was supportive. Yeah, so, so I, I envy you. Yeah. I'm the luckiest guy in the world. Yeah, it's pretty lucky. So did you used to hang out underneath the piano? Yep. You did? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And I learned a lot about singing from my dad, and he always said, listen to women. Really? Yeah. How so? <clears throat> he said, they, um, if you want to really learn how to sing lyrics, right. listen to women. Listen to Nina Simone. Listen oh, Nina to, Simone? Listen your, to, your dad said that as a yeah. classical musician. My dad knew and loved all music that was good. Yeah. He loved folk songs. He loved everything. He just loved it all. And I bet he probably had a, a massive record collection. Yes, he did. And, and that's why I was I could write rhythm of my heart, because I knew that idiom, because he used to collect, uh, you know, maritime folk songs. I read that he actually did a... He did. Yeah, he did he a did recording a, yeah, of, did. of folk so Canadian folk songs. Yeah, for the Centennial in 1967, Seven. I think. Yeah, well, that's all. I mean, there was so much money at, in that yeah. at that time to write are, and yeah. record anything Canadian. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, okay. So, just to finish things off, if there was anybody you could work with, who would you work with right now? Well, um, he's very old, but I would love to uh, love to write a song with Burt Bacharach. <gasps> Well, of course, <laughs> that I, makes total sense. Yeah, I, I talked to him on the phone a couple of times because we were going to try to do some stuff together, but for for a project. But 
it never, <clears throat> it was um, Shania Twain, but she went in a different direction. I thought she should do a, a record sort of like, like a Burt Bacharach. I can hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's such a great singer. But she didn't, she didn't go that direction. But uh, anyway, I contacted him and, uh, and we talked on the phone a bunch and I sent him some lyrics and he liked them. And that never, never really happened by that. I, I would love to uh, work with him. Oh, Mark, this has been so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for taking the time to do this with me. I'm all right.